What I've learned is, is that it's usually the people that are outside of the issue that maybe can go and look at school a little bit differently. And, mm -hmm. and the people that do that, that are successful, find great partners that know how to work on the inside. Right. And so my first partner that joined me um, had just retired from Sesame Street and she wrote all their children's books. Okay. So she helped me write the, our, what we call Kidpreneur Playbook. And then I met the marvelous Kayla and she has been just really educating me uh, about not just K-12, but STEM and about uh, designing games for kids and the whole thing. So it's a team. This is the O-Rise Feature Cast, a special edition of Further Together, the O-R-A-U podcast. Join your hosts, Michael and Jenna, for conversations with O-Rise Research Program participants and their mentors as they talk about their experiences and how they are helping shape the future of science. Welcome to the O-Rise FeatureCast. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the O-Rise FeatureCast. We have a great conversation lined up today. I'm excited to have Kayla Canario from the O-Rise K-12 team and Chick Thompson, who's the CEO of Waggy Labs, here to talk about um, some of the work that they're doing together. So let me just go ahead and have Kayla introduce themselves, and then we'll get the conversation rolling. Kayla Canario, welcome back to the ORICE FeatureCast. Thanks, Michael. It's always great to be here um, to chat with you about all the, the awesome and crazy things that we're doing in the K-12 group. Um, Kayla, tell us just again what you do for ORISE. Sure. So I'm a, a project manager in the K-12 group, and what we do is uh, a lot of STEM outreach to K-12 students and teachers, um, taking all sorts of different forms and even more different forms now that we're working um, through COVID. Uh, our team does support, does programming, does professional development, um, we create content. We, we do a lot of different things for um, teachers and students across the country. Awesome. Um, and I know y'all work really hard, but the output is really fun as someone who does a lot of um, writing and coverage um, of things happening around the organization. It's always fun to be part of what the K-12 group is doing. Yeah, Chick thank Tom you. We, we do have a good time all the time. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Chick Thompson, Welcome to the Arise feature cast. Thank um, you, Michael. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what Waggy Labs is. I'm really excited about this. Well, for me, I've got to go back to the beginning because that's what sort of deter that's what sort of set the pace for uh, for now at 72 years old, uh, Waggy Labs. Um, when I was seven, I was held back in school because I can't read. I have <laughs> dyslexia, severe dyslexia, also attention deficit disorder. But neither of those were um, labels back then. They were just, his brain works differently. He's not paying attention. Guys, he fidgets too much. Maybe he's drinking too many sodas. You know, it was that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's just not trying. Which And then when they couldn't figure it all out, they just went and said, oh, he's learning disabled which that was the death knell because so I was held back 
And that, that was the next strategy was, well, if we hold him back a year, since he's so short, he'll grow and be taller and he'll be more mature. And it just made me angry. Right. Uh, and um, so I acted out constantly and I became what they, <laughs> the challenge that they were labeling me. Um, I was um, learning disabled. Uh, and so how I got through school was by brainstorming. I determined, I found out that every re book report I wrote, I got a D on. Well, that wasn't gonna get me out of school. But every time I illustrated a drawing for my book report, since I'm a cart I love draw cartoons, I got an A. It was a pretty easy equation. Right. A plus D equals C plus. <laughs> which was my strategy. I illustrated everything, or I stood up and I took acting classes. Uh, that made me taller than everyone because I was on stage. So mm -hmm. I would give oral, oral reports and I, I did all the things. I sort of came up with all the things with the help of my mother um, that great teachers are doing now with students like me. You know, right. making it oral, allowing it to be visual, allowing kids to stand up at their desk. And I sort of vowed, since I've used that strategy throughout my life, um, I'm, I'm a, what we, we call an entrepreneur. I'm one of those people, the serial entrepreneur. You mm -hmm. know, I went to work for Gore-Tex. Um, and if you know Gore-Tex, the athletic clothing company, I worked for them, came up with products for them, then went to work for Walt Disney um, to help start a thing called Epcot. But I just always wanted to have my own little company, a little fishbowl. And after I felt comfortable in my skin, probably around 26 years old, uh, and I was working for Disney and Burbank, I said, I'm going to start a cartoon company. And my goal is to teach kids healthcare because I've been now they realize that all my challenges come from autoimmune issues okay. uh, which has now been diagnosed as Crohn's disease and osteoporosis and uh, I found another new one yesterday at the doctor called neuropathy which is mm. nerve pain mm -hmm. uh, so but it's all autoimmune well okay but it all goes back and you just got to be creative. So my goal was when I hit 65, um, you know, and you try to say, so what am I going to do next? It was, I want to go back to my dream. All I want to do is draw cartoons and help kids that have health challenges and all. And could I teach them how to brainstorm? Right. So that was the start of Waggy Labs. Now, I'm not a teacher. I've never been taught in a K-12 classroom okay, and I don't have children. So, okay, I should totally be the wrong person to do this. Absolutely. And I, what I've learned is, is that it's usually the people that are outside of the issue that maybe can go and look at school a little bit differently. And, mm -hmm. and the people that do that, that are successful, find great partners that know how to work on the inside. Right. And so my first partner that joined me um, had just retired from Sesame Street and she wrote all their children's books. Okay. So she helped me write the, our, what we call a kidpreneur playbook. 
And then I met the marvelous Kayla, and she has been just really educating me uh, about not just K-12, but STEM and about uh, designing games for kids and the whole thing. So it's a team. It's a nonprofit, 501c3 nonprofit. Everything we do is free. Everything we do is open source. Everything we do is collaborative. Um, and our goal was to go where maybe the best education isn't. Okay. Maybe where there's a challenge, like how about Navajo, Navajo Nation? Mm -hmm. How about mm -hmm. inner city Chicago? How about Harlem? How right. about Appalachia? Appalachia, yeah. Yeah. So, and to me, that's where Kayla and I just hit it off because she was, a, we were already in the inner cities. I knew no, I didn't know anything about the Appalachia Regional Commission. And um, we're, we're in Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa now. Um, but really excited with what Kayla is bringing and what sort of that introduction and we're finding out that we tie really well into the STEM programs that are going on in school. Awesome. So this past summer, I, I guess a month, two ago ish, um, we had the Appalachian Regional Commission um, institutes and academies with ORNL and ORIU. Um, and I know you, you all work together, um, Chick and Kayla and the K-12 group. How did that come about? What did you do? Um, and then I know there's production of a game that um, is in the works that helps people understand design thinking and entrepreneurship and all of those things. So I know that's a lot to like, let's just put it all on the table. But sure. <laughs> there's a lot on the table. Let so. me unpack that for you, Michael. <laughs> um, so the relationship between Waggy Labs and ORISE came about through our work with the Joint Science Technology Institute, JSTI um, umbrella of programs. Uh, it was kind of a chance meeting. Our team happened to be at a conference um, that Chick was speaking at. Chick was a keynote. And um, we happened to have a mutual um, professional for us and personal connection for Chick that got us working with him through the JSTI work that we do already. Okay. Uh, so what's really nice about that is because that work that we're doing is a lot about um, professional development for teachers. It's about different methodology of teaching and learning. And we're doing a lot of work in design thinking, which is really um, the, the basis of Chick's entrepreneurial um, design that he has students working through through Waggy Labs. So it was a pretty perfect, it was a pretty perfect fit from the beginning. Um, and it was kind of chance that we met each other at the conference. But since then, our work together has been a lot of, um, kind of like Chick mentioned, uh, we have been advising on STEM integration within his curriculum. We've been working with teachers in professional development and training teachers. We've been, um, as you said, developing a game um, which is actually kind of the most fun thing for us to talk about today, I think. Um, one of the, the problems that we have right now with the standard programs that we offer through ORISE, but also other nonprofits like CHIC run into, is that if schools are not meeting normally, then how are we um, adapting our services to match what they've got going on? Sure. So 
for example, Waggy Labs is, it's meant to be originally an after-school in-person program that happens in schools. But if kids are not meeting in schools, or if they're not allowed to meet after school, how are we still uh, addressing the needs that we know are there and that Chick has, you know, been trying to address through, through the Waggy Labs curriculum? And one of the things that we, you know, Chick and I came up with and brainstormed together was, well, really, we just need kids problem solving still. How are we offering things and, and activities for kids to continue to problem solve in a fun and exciting way? Um, so we ended up coming up with um, a game. So Chick had been playing around with an idea of a card game, and it, it, it came a long way from there. Um, it's not even reminiscent to where it started. Uh, but now we have this, this board game now that students, it's, it's created and designed to be printed with the least amount of resources possible from an at-home inkjet, inkjet printer really? where no other materials are needed. So, awesome. Yeah, so if you have a printer, you can print it. If you don't, a lot of schools, teachers are printing materials and sending them to students. So they could print it and send it to students. Um, it's designed to be accessible to, to all socioeconomic levels um, and reusable. So students can play by themselves. They could play with family members. They could play with um, you know, neighbors as, as it's safe. Um, <laughs> right. They could play virtually with friends. Um, and the idea behind the game is that it just has them problem solving. And sometimes it's silly. Sometimes it has them thinking about, well, how would you solve this problem if it were in space and you were in microgravity? Or how okay. would you solve this problem if you're, the user was a dinosaur and you have to think about his short arms? But then it also deals with really deep issues like bullying and graffiti mm -hmm. and um, drug abuse and uh, other, other community issues that, you know, we really don't realize that our kids are actually thinking about them. They're just not always talking about them with us. And we want them to have the skills to be able to problem solve those things to make their communities better. And right. so hopefully we can do it through a game um, when we can't do it through this, this awesome after school curriculum that, that Waggy Labs is. Right. That sounds amazing. The game sounds like a blast, first of all. I mean, it's fun. We should play. <laughs> yeah, no, we really should. Um, but I, you know, I love it. I mean, we've talked about design thinking before, but it, it sort of goes along that lines of there's a problem that you need to solve and you need to be, you know, in the case of a dinosaur with short arms, you know, you have to be empathetic to that dinosaur to help figure out, you know, the problem, the solution to the problem is going to look different for me than it is if I'm the dinosaur with short arms. So what is exactly. that? What does the dinosaur with short arms need? And that's, you know, that's the key. That's the key that I think a lot of teachers miss when they're teaching engineering to students is that we're, we're missing this empathy piece, which is huge in the Waggy Labs curriculum. It's, it's, it's a large portion of thinking about not just your user, but thinking about the different problems and perspectives that different people have with the same problem, right? Right, um, right. And the other piece of that this brings along that's not something that our team has done a whole lot of in the past is the entrepreneurial aspect. Mm -hmm. So not only are we are we solving a problem in multiple ways from different perspectives, but now um, we're asking the kids to pitch their ideas and not okay. just like have a conversation to pitch an idea. It's actually preparing um, a professional pitch and it's actually wow. pitching that to potential funders because right. with Waggy Labs, there's this thing called Guppy Tank. Um, okay. Chick, you want to talk a little bit about yeah. Guppy Tank? Yeah. And, and, and also Michael, just so for your, your listeners know that, 
these strategies that we're using, these are the strategies I've been teaching for the last 33 years to my MBA students at University of Virginia Business School. Okay. Um, and my, my clients, uh, I, I run brainstorms. I ran the brainstorm where we invented Frappuccino. So I ran okay. the brainstorm where we invented the fuel ban for Nike. I ran the brainstorm we invented mattress in a box. Okay. However, I spent a lot of my time um, in a secure location um, brainstorming with the intelligence community since 9-11, okay. teaching analysts how to connect the dots. So this, this isn't, I'm not just someone that has, oh, created this theory of design thinking and entrepreneurial and all this. Again, I'm not the academic. I'm the person that's been brainstorming since I was seven, trying to solve my, I, I believe life is a brainstorm. Mm -hmm. So what we're hoping in this game and then in a guppy tank is we can be teaching kids to identify a challenge, a community challenge, and then to come up with ideas, think empathetically, and then pitch their ideas, not in a shark tank. Shark tanks scare me, actually. Um, right. But the exact opposite, a guppy tank, where it's not people trying to buy your ideas, but coaches trying to build on the ideas of the kids. So right now, as we speak, we are holding a guppy tank in Nigeria. Wow. And what we're doing is we're offering $100 to 10 kids for the best um, social innovation ideas during COVID. What are they doing in their communities during COVID empathetically to try to do good? And it is amazing. We just got a little girl, she's nine. She is baking pastries um, for the people that are all, you know, in, they're, they're all locked into their homes, but she has created a pastry catering business during COVID. Wow. She's our first winner. She's nine. Her mother and she just sent me the picture of them getting the award. They're all, you know, I mean, they're all just, I mean, I'm in tears. Wow. And the thing that gets me is the kids in Nigeria will do it. A hundred dollars goes a long way. Right, right. And, but it's more than that. It's, it's, whoa, they just learned the technique for the next challenge right. and the next challenge. So our goal is to start holding guppy tanks. What about an Appalachia? What about mm -hmm. Navajo Nation? What if, let's be wild, what if we brought back pen pals and kids in Appalachia communicated with kids in Navajo Nation wow. to, to learn empathy from each other and share into walking each other's shoes? I mean, that's one of our big goals. And right. I know educators, a lot of educators don't have the luxury or the time to try to think like this. Mm -hmm. um, and what we're hoping is that since we're sort of outside the box, we can sort of think like this, try to create it. And if it works for the teacher and for their classroom, it's free. They right. can customize it. They can do with it what they want. And only thing we ask is if they make it better, send their, their improvements to us so we can pass them along to others. That's well, great. That's, that's one of the things that we're really focusing on right now too, Michael, is that um, 
particularly from the ORISE side, is that how are we equipping teachers to be able to use these kind of methods with their students? And how can we, um, how can we train them and help them open their mind to be outside the box thinkers too? They don't, mm -hmm. it's like Chick said, they don't always have time to come up with the concepts, but right. if we can catch them in the right moment with the right kind of training, then the effect that we can have on students, the multiplier, right? I can right. talk to one teacher and have one teacher do something, but that one teacher is teaching 120 students. So how can we multiply the effect by properly training the teachers and exposing them too? Um, mm -hmm. And having, it's the story, right? It's the telling the story to them to hook them in and then, uh, and then training and supporting them through the, through the implementation as well. Right. Right. And, and we so much believe, Michael, in the thinking, what's called thinking in opposites, which is really the key to creativity. In the Tao Te Ching, it says the sun rises, the sun sets, everything goes to its opposite. So look at your problem backwards and forwards and upside down. I think so many people right now during COVID are saying, whoa, gosh, the solution is going to be this technology thing. Oh, <laughs> oh no, it's going to be technology plus a hybrid. Well, Maybe, but what if it could be creating things like board games and games for families to play, or a friend of mine just created this wild, this is a wild, you would never do this. He created a debit card for kids. Wow. It's called Greenlight. Okay. And it has taken off and it ties in kids with their allowance, with the, it's parent controlled, but kids, but ki um, kid driven. And I'm going, gosh, he's teaching financial literacy, you know, right. through a debit card. And so we're talking about partnering together and we want to write a, um, a companion piece called Waggy Money uh, dealing with that. So, I mean, there are these people that are going to be looking. I think COVID is going to spark so many different ideas about mm -hmm. ways to teach and, and storytelling and empathy and gosh, um, that we just hope to be one part of that. Right, right. Well, and it sounds like there's a whole lot more coming both, you know, for us, Kayla, for ORISE K-12 and um, Waggy Labs as well, um, as this partnership continues and becomes more fruitful down the road. So lots more to come, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I agree. Anything we want to cover that we haven't talked about? They can, uh, anyone can download uh, a copy of the, the Kid Printer Playbook. It's free. They get okay. the full 200 pages. Wow, um, okay. They just have to get, uh, go to uh, waggylabs.org. Um, and there might be a, a URL, um, you know, Kayla, is there another URL that they could go to? Um, so, yeah, we could probably, Michael, if we push this on social, mm -hmm. it's, we not only can we go to Waggy, but we also link to it from the JSTI um, step website. Okay, great. So I can get you the link to that as well so that we can get hits both places. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can definitely do that. Yeah, and also, I mean, Kayla and I would be glad to um, zoom in with teachers and, and help. I mean, we, we do tra train the teacher uh, and it's all free. Okay. That sounds great. So if teachers are listening, <laughs> <laughs> yes. reach out. <laughs> free training opportunities, which we're all about anyway. So we love it. 
All right, Chick Thompson and Kayla Canario, thank you so much. I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome, Michael. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the O-Rise Feature Cast. To learn more about the Oak Ridge Institute for Science and Education, visit orise.orau.gov or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at O-Rise Connect.